It's the tag cast. The epic start of season three. Will Fen die? Will Hop stop playing Call of Duty? Who are the guests tonight? What's gonna happen? What's up, guys? Hey. <laughs> You know, you said epic, and I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. Uh, I'm at the well edge done, of my sir. Seat. Mm-hmm. I can, I can, I can barely uh, well, yeah, myself. Well, uh, welcome to the tagcast. As Hop mentioned, this is season three. We don't do episode numbers. We don't care about that. We just want to make it a whole year. And so this is the beginning of year number three for the tagcast. It's awesome to be here. It's awesome to be talking about I games. I can't believe this is the third year we're doing this already. That went yeah. by fast. It's wild what you know how time flies when you talk on a microphone, I guess. Um, yeah, well, welcome. Thank you for keeping or for listening to us over these few years, and hopefully, we continue to bring uh, interesting conversation and talk about video games as we progress through this next year. Uh, as always, we would love to have you on. Uh, but tonight, we are joined by two awesome people. Uh, first, I'm going to give a you know the micro pass the microphone over to stevie knuckles hey 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 how's it going oh doing well doing well thank you for joining us and then we also have oh wait before stevie you have reached the uh penultimate number is that it hop so the next one he dies uh the third <laughs> best appearance uh, um yeah yeah i guess that's it <laughs> so yeah you're on your appearance number three and an appearance number two tonight will be cowboy raptor Thank you for having me, everybody. Appreciate it. Woo! I get so, I, this means I get one more before I bite it. No, well, you get get to your third one, which is the penultimate, right? And then you bite it, right? Okay. Right. So if you make it to four, it's not good. It's never good after four. Wait, gotcha. we got a couple people that have been on four times, so. Oh shit! Mm. Well, I guess maybe. I think it's five. Is it five? Well, okay. I guess we should just test that theory. Stevie, what are you doing for the next two shows? Um, well, you know what? I like to live dangerously. Let's <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for uh, coming on, guys. Uh, I know that it's been it's been a wild year in the past, and this is we like to always start our first episode with our game of the year episode. So at the end of the show, we will get into what our games of the year are. But you know, there has been some news. Over the last couple of weeks since we last recorded, we had, you know, obviously our cyberpunk episode last time where most of you, if you played the drinking game, got drunk rather quickly. Uh, but this time we will try not to mention cyberpunk that much. But here's some interesting things going on, though. I know Epic Games is getting too big for everything that's going on. And Cowboy you were you and I were talking a little bit off the show about some news that we read concerning Epic Games' new plans. Yeah, so Epic Games is basically fulfilling every childlike fantasy, and they're purchasing an abandoned mall to turn into their next headquarters. So they currently have like a bunch of offices all over the place, but over the next four years, they're going to turn an abandoned town set town center mall in Cary, North Carolina into their new headquarters uh, along with and like they've made sure to say that it's going to create both office buildings and recreational spaces for long-term use so if you are in the development side and you want to work in an abandoned mall because it sounds like the coolest thing ever 
start routing up those resumes to work at Epic. <laughs> I always crazy. forget Epic's in North Carolina. I don't know why. It's just... North Carolina doesn't strike me as a video game locale, video right. game creation locale, like Santa Monica, California, or, you know, Seattle, or, I mean, help. I guess Poland's making games now, somewhat. Um, but that's that's awesome, yeah. It's kind of makes me think of uh, Richie Rich a little bit. Right. You know, right. when he just buys everything. So, yeah. the, just... They're gonna and play you know they're going to have a food court at their office. Ooh, oh, yeah. They, they have that bourbon chicken that they're mm. always trying to get you to taste test. Oh, I, and a I Cinnabon. Love that right about now. If I had a Cinnabon at work, done. Oh, dude. That'd be pretty dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, Stevie, you got really excited about something uh, a moment ago. What was that? Yeah, so, I mean, Nintendo did my boy Yeezy kind of dirty. I'm, I, don't, I don't know how I like that. Um, apparently, back at uh, one of the old E3s, uh, Kanye, my boy Kanye West, was pounding around with uh, Miyamoto and wanted a uh, meeting with Reggie to discuss a uh, new video game. Now, I got really lost in a rabbit hole uh, looking into this. Um Nintendo just didn't want to, you know, do business with Kanye, so they let him down gently. But, uh, <laughs> you know, just, I think they just flat out told him no. But uh, while looking, he it was looking like he was uh, working on a video game titled uh, Only One, um, which would be about his mother, Donda. And uh, you, the player would have to uh, guide his mom to the highest gates of heaven by holding her to the light. Uh, apparently this went back all the way to 2015, so, uh, this is kind of the gift that keeps on giving, it seems. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 it, this is just something that if you, if you really want to get into, you, you kind of have to, there's a, a trailer out there for the video game, uh, apparently. Oh, wow, um, it's that deep? Oh, it's that deep, but it's, it's hard to find because, it, like, every source that I'm finding, uh, is saying it's getting um it got taken down so it, it's out there it, nothing leaves the internet uh, they have to give them the shot yeah yeah they, I, I mean at this point nintendo if if somehow you are listening to Tagcast, uh please <laughs> please reconsider your your position and give kanye a shot and to everybody else just pass around the hashtag free yeezy free yeezy free yeezy do it <laughs> all right um yeah, that's just that's crazy stuff right there. Um, I would be curious to see what that ends up being. You know, it's going to happen now that the now that it's out in the wild. Like somebody's going to come and do something with that at some point. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Considering Kanye may need the money here in the future, because uh, him and Kim are on the outs. And if you didn't, so you're saying there's a you know chance. you know that by now, then you heard it here first. <laughs> There's a chance for you and Kanye? Oh, I mean, <laughs> it's 2021, baby. I don't know. <laughs> um, I I will say, you know, there is a chance, I guess. Yes, Stevie. Go for it, man. You old dick butt. Make it happen. <laughs> um, hey, 
by the way, uh, speaking of next generation uh, con- uh, consoles, did you know that PlayStation Five and Xbox Series consoles are you know really hard to find right now? But what's going to be even harder to find now is pretty much anything that's related to the PlayStation Four Pro. Uh, Sony has come out and said in Japan they're discontinuing that product, so it's only a matter of time before we no longer see those old generation consoles. Uh, well, I find- they're keeping the base PS4 slim. This is exactly what Microsoft yes. did. Microsoft just announced it. I mean, Microsoft discontinued the series around the, the One X. X. Yeah, and like kept the six S, months ago the One S. But um, soon those will be gone too. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, also Microsoft's trying to uh, work with AMD to build up those chipsets for their processors and stuff because I think that's what's holding them back on the production of their consoles. Yeah. So I got some uh, emergency late breaking news. What? This, this never happens. I know, but I just saw this and I have to talk about it because Sith and I were talking about this last night. There is some broken ass shit in Warzone. Stevie's probably seen it. Uh, Raven Software dropped a tweet. They are going to fix the overpowered DMR14 Type 63 at Mac 10 and dual pistols that's going on in Warzone. Basically, a lot of the Cold War guns are rebalanced for Warzone, and some of them were rebalanced in a way that makes them like ridiculously cheap. I saw a pro player wipe out five squads with one DMR by himself. I was just playing uh, before I got on here, <laughs> and I rage quit right because I am sniping from a tower... 700 meters away and this guy headshots me with the dmr4 yeah it's 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 (laughs) no and like you look at it and and he would in like he it wasn't an aimbot wasn't nothing the guy literally just you see him yeah hear my shot line it up and that's at me raven's gonna take a breath and then just pop and i'm done i was like what the hell i was like that's 700 meters no bullet drop off or anything Let's get into our January. January is generally slim pickings. All of the, all the big money games are pushed out October through December, so we don't got much going on. Uh, we got Iron Conflict for PC January eighth, Glyph for Nintendo Switch January eleventh, King Arthur Knight's Tale for PC January twelfth, uh, MGGP twenty twenty Motorcycle Grand Prix PS five January fourteenth. Here's a highlight that'll probably make a lot of people happy. They're re-releasing the excellent Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game, complete edition, PC, PS4, Xbox, which also means uh, One and Series X, Switch, and Stadia, January 14th. That was a really fun beat uh, beat 'em up. That's a day before my my birthday. I might have to pick that up. Yeah. Nice. Hitman 3. There's been a lot of talk about this. And unlike the movie industry, if a game's released in January, it's probably good. (laughs) <laughs> Hitman 3 is going to drop on um, PC, PS5, Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Stadia, and your grandma, January 20th. Ride 4, PS5, Series X, January 21st. Gravity Heroes, PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, January 22nd. Encodia, PC, January 26th. I don't even know what that is. Stronghold Warlords, PC, January 26th. Write the Eye of Atlantis, PC VR, January 27th. The Medium, this is that game they sh- that Microsoft showed off um, in their past couple game shows. PC and Series X, January 28th. Um, it's supposed to have some ray tracing features. That could be mm-hmm. cool. 
Everspace 2, PC, uh, no date yet, and Pedestrian, PS4, no date yet. They'll probably slide it in before the end of the month. And if you're looking to pre-order or grab any of those games, could you do us a favor and go to the Tag Discord, find the link of the game you want on Amazon, drop that link in our Discord, it's going to spit out an affiliate link, and when you buy that game, a portion of that sale is going to come back to Tag to help us fund the website, the Discord, this awesome podcast, and Fen and Hop's Secret Island Stash Fund. Now, we need a lot more money for the Secret Island. We don't have nearly enough yet. Definitely. Uh, we have a shark problem, so yeah. we could definitely use the help. Uh, yes, you know, we don't really have a community question from the community, but I do have a community question from you guys. It stems from a conversation I was having recently with two separate different groups. So it is a question that I would like to ask you gentlemen, and that is, what is the best M&M? <laughs> Hands down, the caramel M&Ms. See, Those are pretty good. You're a man of culture as well. Yeah, I, w- I, will, I will stab you if you disagree. So, end of story. Um. Well, you, better, you better have a sharp blade, because I'm a pretzel M&M person now. I am hooked those are those are good. My, I mean, my all-time favorite still is the peanut M M&M. and M. Was a, I I'm, I love peanuts and peanut butter, but I prefer the peanut M M&M, M and M over the peanut butter M M&M. and M. I find the peanut butter M M&M and M just a little too sweet. But I also really like it's the um, the coffee nut M M&M. and M. Have you guys tried those? I have never Whoa. even heard of that. Oh my hold, god, those are delicious. Where what? I have not seen. Such is that thing. a regional thing? Or uh, maybe, maybe it's only out here on the west coast. Uh, those were delicious. I yeah, want to try that those right now. <laughs> They're very good. Yeah, I was. Uh, that almost took the spot from the peanut M M&M. and M. I, I wish they would do dark chocolate peanut M and Ms because they do dark chocolate M and Ms, but they don't do dark chocolate and peanut. That would probably be the grand champion for me. Cause do you I'm have like an M and M store? Because I've never seen a dark chocolate M and M either. You know, yeah, they have. No, we have those. They have them out here. Yeah, they only. Have. You can't get them in like small bags. It seems like only in like the bigger bags. Uh, see, we have. We can get the um small bags of all of them uh, but i've never seen the coffee ones ever i've yeah, seen like mint M&M. i've seen you know i'm gonna look this up on amazon right now right all those and then weird make ones sure to get that affiliate link yeah. definitely coffee m&ms for everyone <laughs> no nah, i was a peanut butter m&m guy my entire life yeah they got them on amazon until caramel they do coffee nut 1288 damn that's kind of what are they like no longer can I get that primed? Let's see. Uh, nine forty nine. I can get it on Amazon. What the hell are we doing, guys? We're doing a podcast. <laughs> we're doing a podcast. No, no, we're not anymore. Well, you can get that coffee nut. You can get a nine point six ounce pack of one. I can get it. I can get it Thursday. All right. Well, it says they're like seasonal, so that's probably why it says it looks like it's something seasonal. Yeah. I'm gonna put that in my cart. Yeah, after I get the affiliate link, because I want to try these now. So they were good. <laughs> this question Bam doubles as link. a ad spot and also a community uh, <laughs> question. Oh, hold up, there's all. Wait, wait, wait we haven't got cowboys yet. Wait, no, or yours? A, wait, I was a peanut butter M M&M and M guy my entire life, and then we accidentally bought like a bag of the caramel, and it's just those like, are, yeah, those are good too. Ooh. I mean, there's not really any bad M and M's, right? Mm, no. The hazelnut ones. Yeah, I'm not a big hazelnut person, so yeah, yeah. you have to be a hazelnut. Like you have yeah. to like hazelnut. 
Ah, well, either way, I mean, M&Ms are delicious, and I, I really don't think there is a wrong answer necessarily. Maybe hazelnut is the wrong answer, but uh, I just, I find this conversation always fun to, to approach with uh, everybody, you know, just because people get very uh, intense with their M&M choice. So, <laughs> gentlemen, uh, easy. gentlemen, thank you. Um, you know, back to what we're here for. Let's talk about games we're playing. But the Steam. reason we talk about M&Ms is they're easy oh. to eat while you're gaming. Sorry. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. You know who likes M&Ms? Kanye. Mm. Uh, is there okay. a Kanye m &M? All right. I have to follow this up question because this is where I draw the line. But I won't tell you which way I draw the line. Do you put? Do you enjoy M&Ms when they're mixed in with other things like a trail mix or uh, whatever? Cookies or things like that? Or do you just prefer straight up like shoot it straight to the vein type style. I mean, I just grab a handful and go, but my wife will, we cannot make popcorn in our house without my wife sprinkling M&Ms in it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's weird. Uh, so I'm a uh, situational. If I'm at home, I, I just like plain M&M. Like I'll just grab them out of the bag and eat them. But um, I do a lot of hiking and camping. So I throw them into like a trail mix and I'll eat them like that as well. So, but I, I only I would only right. eat them in a trail mix if I'm out in the woods. So. Um, I usually crush them and I boil them on the stove till they're put down into a paste, and then I load them up in a syringe. There you go. And uh, no, I mean I, either way, I don't I don't eat a lot of M and M's. Fine, hop it. <laughs> I like a dumpster main. I'm, I'm a big dark chocolate <laughs> junkie, so that's generally what I what i go for and since like i said the dark they don't have the dark chocolate peanut m&ms so i don't i don't buy a lot of m&ms but yeah. usually just plain probably i'm a purist i i have to eat my m&ms straight up when it's in the trail mix for some reason i i can't i don't enjoy it as much i don't know why it just seems tainted at that point the raisins uh, throw you off oh god i hate raisins it's the devil's fruit <laughs> what about grapes i love grapes I'm hate like, raisins well, what the hell huh. Yeah, it, it, I know. It, it's the it, the texture. It, it's the texture. It's the chewiness. I don't know. Like, I just want to just enjoy it and be done. Like, don't don't pretend to be something you're not. Is the way I look at it. But I like sun dried tomatoes. Do you like but, regular tomatoes? And I love tomatoes. I it's just, it, what about prunes and dates? Ugh. I, I hate both of them. Or is I, it plums? Prunes and plums. 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 Mm. What the hell happened to the show, guys? We are now a food show. Uh, welcome to Foodcast, January fifth edition. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I plums dates or whatever it is. I, I don't know. I, I'm hit or miss on those. Bacon wrap right, so dates are good, but what do you actually eat when you're playing your playlist, Stevie? And tell us what games you've been playing lately. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Segway. Perfect. Um, so uh, cheesy cheese puffs, you know, they're great. Um, but I, I've been playing um, a lot of Warzone because it's it's great to hop on at lunchtime. I've been working from home, thanks COVID. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, also, Ghost of uh, Tsushima. And then uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War, because uh, I'm a huge Tolkien-like nerd. I got so. that game too, but it's going to be a while before I play it. it, it <laughs> Shadow of War is on the stack. It, it is. It's a fun. I jump in it every once in a while just to get my nerd fix with uh, the whole Tolkien verse and stuff like that. Um, 
but it's not something like I, I sit down and play on a regular. That's more of a Warzone kind of thing that I do. The Nemesis system in that game is probably one of the coolest it is. things. So the they I'm changed using. it on the second game. It's a lot more forgiving. Yeah, but it's still a cool idea that I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they if you can if you call that forgiving, man, I mean, dude, the guys. first game it was, I basically broke myself in the first game. I made a nemesis that was so hard I couldn't beat him. Yeah, well, I, mean, I had to restart the game. Those, I couldn't beat like, him. <laughs> I I get like I I'm fighting one and then my nemesis shows up and then I die. So now I have two and then it just compounds over and over again. I'm like, oh geez. Yeah. It's, I can't see that game without thinking of the the line from Snatch. And he's like, do you know what the word nemesis means? <laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing, Cowboy? Uh, I've been doing my usual Destiny, uh, doing raids and playing through Beyond Light. But um, uh, also like Fortnite and Warzone, depending on like what the kids and friends are up to. Uh, I've been enjoying Hunt Showdown, which is kind of like a lesser known I VR. Ha- I have that. I need to finish it. It's so good. It's awesome. It's an amazing game. And then um, out of the blue, uh, Shy's um, in tag headset like just asked a, like the gentlest question of like, does anybody here play World of Warcraft? And my pulse started racing. I broke out in a flop sweat. <laughs> and I tried to act cool. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I totally, uh, yeah. And then, um, so now that's turned into like back into another like twenty-hour fix, like oh, every week. No. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to get Ubo into it, but he pretends he's not into it. But he's. Totally I think into Tag it. used to have a support group to for recovering yeah, wild crack. So yeah. <laughs> Sith got into it for a while, but he he got out. There's just so much to do, like, like, and the game is good, but I think. And as much as like Blizzard gets like crap and Activision gets like gets a lot of heat for what they do, like they know how to put out the game. Like they know how to produce it, they know how to like just deliver it. Like it's just really well done every time. Yeah. I got into Warcraft um what when the Pandora, the Pandas, whatever those guys are. Yeah. That came out with a um here's a throwback name for some people, uh Shaman. Way back in the day. He's the one that actually gave me my first fix of that stuff <laughs> it's like it's a, it's an amazing like especially when i'm playing like hunt showdown which is incredibly stressful or Fortnite, where like my 12 year old is just like destroying me by cranking 90s and i'm like how do i build a wall like all of these other games are so stressful and then warcraft is just like hey let's let's just go explore azeroth right cool like it's just a nice change of pace for me that's awesome. Yeah. I just, I, I tried to get back into the Destiny thing, and I was struggling uh, with it, and I loved Beyond Light. I thought the campaign was a lot of fun. Uh, I went from the take or the Taken, no, Forsaken, Forsaken, that's yeah. it, to uh, Beyond Light, and that was a lot of fun. I skipped Shadowkeep, um, but I... For those of you that have the dedication to Destiny and WoW, I tip my hat to you guys. It's Those are some tough games to keep it up with, I feel like. At least for me. That's the way I view it. But yeah, it, it, take, it, it goes away from like a casual experience and much more into like a hobby slash part-time job. Yeah. I can totally understand that. 
Uh, Mr. Hop, uh, you playing anything new, or are you still doing that Black Ops Cold War? Well, there's Black Ops Cold War, but I finished the Battle Pass, so it's kind of sitting on the back burner, and then uh, my game share buddy has been playing a ton of Horizon Zero Dawn on his PC, because he doesn't have a PlayStation, and he started looking around for games that were similar on Xbox, and he stumbled upon when Assassin's Creed went semi-open world action RPG with Origins and Odyssey, and so he bought both of those, so now I have access to those. So I started playing Assassin's Creed Origins, and I am freaking addicted like a crack addict. I cannot stop playing that damn game. It's uh, it's the open world Egyptian assassin Zelda clone I've always wanted. I'm loving it. Uh, so yeah, and it's nice to play a game that's been all patched and fixed up and I don't have to worry about anything weird like cyberpunk this it's all done and it runs on the series X it holds at full 4k res all the time it looks amazing I'm digging it a lot it's 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 a little too much fun that's the one that was like the first one where they really leaned into like the RPG side of it yeah yes. yeah it's like an open world RPG action adventure game like you can um you can go head-to-head -head fighting if you want. You probably mm -hmm. die a lot. Um, it's a little easier. to. I kind of do like 75% sneaking and assassinating and then 25% open combat. See, uh, I went like straight open combat with like a big-ass hammer type did weapon. Did you? <laughs> no, I, 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 the stealth is nice. It kind of reminds me of uh, Shadow of Mordor where it's not super tough like it's not metal gear solid where in metal gear solid you had to be so super stealthy if they even saw like a flicker of a pixel there on you like that you know what i mean it's a little more forgiving so it's more fun it's not as it's not as punishing to those does anybody else have that like metal gear solid alert just go Beep. off in their brain yeah <laughs> <laughs> um awesome man uh like you i've been playing black ops cold war it, it's probably my it's probably the most fun I've had in Call of Duty for a long, long time, so right. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, and by the way, if you don't know, uh, if you're playing on the Series X or the Series S, turn your party chat overlay off, and that seems to fix all your crashing issues. Uh, there's your PSA for Black Ops Cold War. Uh, I have been playing a lot of Cyberpunk 2077. I haven't been used. I haven't had any game breaking issues with it. Uh, you know. I, we kind of made our thoughts known last episode where it was just like, hey, it really sucks that they did what they did, but I am still enjoying the game. It's a lot of fun. I did wander off into a part of the area of the game where I do not belong because everybody just destroys me by even looking at me. So um, I need to figure out where to go next, but it's still fun. And then uh, last night I decided I wanted to jump back into some PUBG. Uh, now that I have the Series X, and I tell you what, it is nice to be able to load into the lobby in the waiting room, and not uh, and run around and have time to chill and not load in as the plane is exiting the map. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, and I had some fun. I was playing some hi with Hybrid Havoc and Noble Matt and a few other people. Uh, so I think I may dabble with some PUBG every now and then. Uh, and have some fun with that game. It, it actually looks a ton better than it did on my Series S. So that's it for me. That's it for our playlist. Uh, Optimus, give us some updates on Thursday nights. 
Thursday night game night. Uh, the tag community comes together to play games, uh, mostly Xbox, but we have some crossplay games going on this month. Though it might be SOL for crossplay. Uh, January seventh, we have Burnout Paradise. Uh, I think this is the newly remastered one, not the backwards compatible 360 one. But check with whoever is going to be hosting that night. I, I remember Romano Dog was the one excited. I don't remember. And Stud Knuckle maybe to play it. And it's on Game Pass through EA Play, so... Oh, there you go. January 14th, Star Wars Battlefront 2. I will be there for that one. Um, it's a fun game. Looks really great. Looks even better on the Series X. Um, and there's just a ton of stuff to do. It's, it's a lot more fun with a group. January 21st, Halo MCC. Uh, all the Halos minus Halo 5, all in one place, all at 4K120 if you got that capability, or 4K60 with the FOV slider. It's nice either way. And then January 28th, Titanfall 2. Another tag favorite. Always tons of fun with a group. Um, Friday nights, we've got Fight Club. We've been having a ton of fun with Mortal Kombat 11. We tried out, um, I already owned it, but we tried out King of Fighters 13, and although it's a lot of fun, it doesn't have a it doesn't have a lobby. And that's basically what makes the games at Fight Club stick around, is if they have a lobby system. So far, the uh, grandstanding champions are Killer Instinct, Virtua Fighter 5 FS, and uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Street Fighter Collection gets honorary mention, but it can only host four players in the lobby. I'm looking forward to Injustice 2, I think, hits Game Pass, so we might try that for Fight Club. So if you're interested in fighting games, check us out on the uh, Fight Club channel, the fighting game channel of Tag, and join the Fight Club role, and we'll ping you for Fight Nights. Fen, what's going on with that paper stuff? Yes, if you're a fan of the paper and you like to read, uh, join the book club. It, you just add that role and you get access to the super secret book club channel. And you can talk about the book that is the group of people are reading right now. Uh, Anthem chose the book uh, this last month and they're finishing up their discussions here soon. And then we will get a new book selected hopefully by the time we have a new episode. So it will be... You won't have uh, to wait very long if you want to join in fresh. Well, that leads us to our deep dive. And our first episode of the year, we always try to take a moment and recap what we played the last year and discuss what, you know, what was our game of the year. And, you know, we're not some big news website. We don't like to, we don't go out and hunt the news down ourselves. We, we just kind of take the news that comes to us. We take the information and we just react to it. But when it comes to game of the year, we also don't always play every single game that comes out every single year. And we also play some games at different times, maybe one or two years later. So when we talk about our game of the year, we're not necessarily talking about a game that came out in 2020. A lot of us will just say that games uh, games that did come out this year as our game of the year, and that's awesome. But this is a list that is personal to us from the year 2020. And what we'll do is we'll just kind of go around, around the table, and we'll start off with like our last on the list of number four kind of give a quick little like hey this is the game i played this is uh why i love it and then we'll just keep rotating through it so i'm gonna go ahead and start with cowboy and let you um tell me what was your 
number four game of the year so my my number four was um hunt showdown and talked about it a little bit earlier on but basically it's just a very different approach for those who haven't heard of it it's a it's basically a horror br and so it's a it's a smaller map smaller groups like there's only 12 players there's zombies all over the place um it's run on the crisis engine so it's gorgeous but then it's also like the sound design is probably the best out of any multiplayer game you'll play so like there's just you know you can spot people based on where their sounds are like it's really consistent um and it's just been and i'm not a person who likes scary movies at all but i have absolutely loved the game is this a PC only thing, or is that on no, different it's on, platforms? It's on uh, console too. Um, okay, and it's it basically it's 1900s Louisiana Bayou um, is like the setting, and you're hunting zombies, and like there's a boss zombie, and you have to kill the zomb the boss, and then extract like the bounty, and get out of get out of dodge. But then all of the other hunters are also trying to kill you. So all right. It's, it's really it's PvP VE, um, a lot of different ways you can play, and it's really really good. Is there crossplay with that yet? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, but there's the the lobbies on both sides, like console and on PC, are still they still do pretty well. Um, they've they're actively updating the game. It's like there's another boss that's coming out next year another map is going to come out so like they're definitely working on it and it's a good labor of love that's awesome yeah 10 out of 10 would recommend all right stevie number four uh red dead redemption 2 uh it's a wonderful game uh it's the the prequel i know i know it came out like two years ago but if you can't find replayability in this game you're you're soulless i'm saying it right now <laughs> I mean, they just the, like every now and then I just jump in just to hear, you know, John Marston talk and see Arthur mm-hmm. Morgan and the Vanderlyn gang and stuff like that. Just just to hear them, just to get that sense of nostalgia. I guess I guess that's why it would be my number four. It's, it's the sense of nostalgia that it brings back and everything like that. Um, but it, I mean, it's a lot of fun. And who doesn't like to be a cowboy? You know, Rudy Tootie, cowboy shooty, and all that fun stuff. I think everybody should want to be a cowboy. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 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 so that that one would be uh definitely a solid number four for me. Alright. Hop, number four. Number four, I would have to say and I didn't expect to play this as much or get sucked in as much, but Call of Duty Warzone, specifically Plunder, I had picked up I had picked up Modern Warfare when Warzone came out because I had so much fun with uh, Blackout on Black Ops 4. And uh, initially, I, I liked the Battle Royale on Warzone quite a bit. Initially, I didn't really like Plunder that much. Uh, and then when the uh, lockdown happened and I was stuck at home, not able to go to work, I started playing a lot of Plunder uh, with some people from Tag, and and some new people joined Tag. I met um, Fireman's friend Lady J came on, and we had like a group of us, and every day 
<laughs> from like noon to three, we played plunder, and there was like there was a f- steady group of four of us, but there would be two or three people that would rotate in and out. And I spent like two months playing that game every day, and it became a lot of fun and uh, a fun way to vent about everything that was going on because all of us were in different situations of both financial duress, stress, and family life, and uh, it was a good way to uh, like let out stress and have fun so that's my number four call of duty warzone specifically plunder i think plunder is way underrated it's really fun and when, when you finally kind of get it like and it gets fun i mean we got to the point where we were getting first place a lot because we and there were some games we got first place we didn't even fire a single bullet because we knew where to hunt for the loot <laughs> i remember when plunder first launch you hated it i did not like it exactly i did not like it yeah. you know Hundred percent. It was not good in a good state when it first came out, but they definitely tweaked it and made it. It's a, yeah, it's a, a ton of fun now. I, I would like to see them add plunder to the Rebirth Island just just for fun, just to see what that would be like on that smaller map. It would probably be batshit crazy, but it would be fun. After they fix the guns that I mentioned in the news flash earlier, though. Yeah, that would be totally awesome though to plunder on Rebirth. Yeah, smaller, much smaller. Like maybe thirty players, like ten teams of three. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be <laughs> high hopes. Well, right. my number four would be the Surge Two. Uh, I, I love you played the shit out of that uh, game. I love the first one, and then uh, it dropped on Game Pass, um, and it was it was awesome because me, Anthem, and uh, Bromano were definitely like talking strategy comparing notes on bosses and it was just a lot of fun they're single player it's a single player dark souls like game uh with a techno sci-fi uh backdrop to it but i had so much fun with that game and uh when i beat it you know something about those dark souls games when you finally beat them it feels so good yeah (laughs) you feel like king of the world (laughs) you know it's just it, you Wait, you just, can actually beat a Dark Souls game? Oh, yes, you can. Just takes a lot of... After d- it beats your own soul out of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, going to say, takes- after it breaks you like <laughs> Ivan Drago does. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uninstalls. I, I, I'm a sucker for that kind of punishment with those games. Like I've talked about it many times on the show. I love the Dark Souls series, so the Surge 2 is just hits every nail on the head and it's a really cool story actually uh by the time you get to the end of it so that's my number four and let's rotate back to you cowboy for number three so some may view this as a betrayal given my name but i put red dead 2 at my number three um but really my the one thing that held it back for me was i view myself as a little bit more of a a good cowboy <laughs> like I want to like I want to like you know help rein in like the loose stallion you know I want to like the little farm maidens like I want to rescue them and I did not get to do that very much um so like uh I thought the story was awesome like I was literally choked up at the end um I thought the world was gorgeous uh I I loved the heck out of it but like I really kind of st- I didn't really get into the idea of like, man, like I just kind of want to go shoot some people. Like I wanted to like rescue. I don't know. Like I know it sounds silly cause it's red dead. So you would kind of think like that's kind of unrealistic expectation, but 
I like. Uh, I still love the hell out of it. I don't know. I feel like Arthur Morgan was the good cowboy. Like he just was with he the was, bad. It, uh, yeah, there were just a few times when like, like I wish like you had like another dialogue choice. Sure. Like I can like there's that, like yeah. one of them where you're like, well, I got you know this guy owes us fifteen bucks, and so I just need to like beat the snot out of him like in front of his wife, and you're like. I've I've got like two hundred bucks and I've got nothing to spend money on. Why don't I just give him the fifteen bucks? Right. Like if yeah. I could just do that, like pay off his it's, debt. It's such like a petty thing. Yeah. But it's like that would have made the game for me. But then spoiler, you wouldn't get tuberculosis. So. <laughs> 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 That's what that was. Yeah. Damn. damn. <laughs> All right. Uh, number three, Stevie. Uh, so mine's uh, Warzone, specifically Plunder again. Um, I just I, I like the whole hiding uh, aspect of it. Like you said, uh, you can you can play the game and not fire a single shot, or if you have a really good crew, you can uh, you know breach walls and, and yeah, and you can well, and there's doors. there's different strategies. Like you can like hustle your butt off and try and get all the cash really quickly. But then you get yeah. a big target. I, 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 I like it when you get a really low, good team of people. Let the other teams hustle, and then at the end you freaking go after them. Like you know what I mean? It's just it, there's so yeah. many strategies to that mode. It's fun. Oh yeah, my my favorite is when you get a really good like group of people and you just do bounties the whole time. Yeah, right? yeah. You're just like you you know they're inside a building, so you throw a, a sticky bomb on the door and it blows up, and you breach it, and like you just rush in there and just mow everybody down, and you know you're calling out shots and stuff. It's I, I like it a lot, and uh, every once in a while I'll jump on to um, actually uh, Battle Royale, uh, more specifically the Rebirth Island. For some reason, I'm like yeah, an idiot agreed. savant with that one. And um, <laughs> dude, that first game I played with you, we won. I was like, all right, Stevie's the man. <laughs> yeah, don't don't ask me to play on uh, Verdansk or anything like that because like I, I I like I drop in and I'll die like instantly. Like I don't even know what happens. But like Rebirth Island, I'm like top five all the time for some reason. I I, I can't explain it, but. I am, so let's go with it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, number three, Hop. Number three, I'm going back to a game that was first in Japanese arcades in like 2010 and ported to the 360, and that was Virtua Fighter Five Final Showdown. Now, the reason I bring this up is a, a friend of mine from another podcast network I'm on, um, I found out he was a big Virtua Fighter fan, and we started playing. This was another one of those things that happened during lockdown. We started playing uh, in the middle of the day, and we reconnected and had a lot of fun playing Virtua Fighter, and that kind of spurred me to create the idea of uh, Fight Club, because once I got, like, that made me play a lot, and then Sith had the game, I got Sith involved, and Warlock liked it too, and so we all ended up playing, and that, that led to the creation of Fight Club, so that is why... Um, Virtua Fighter 5 is my number 3 pick for game of the year uh, it, it spawned the birth of the Tag Fight Club awesome uh, my number 3 is a game that did not come out this year but it's Jedi Fallen Order and uh, it's got that perfect mix of you know Metroid uh, Tomb Raider um, Dark what Souls, else? Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. and I played it on Jedi Master I didn't do Grandmaster oh man um, but so I, I had to get the Dark Souls challenge out of it. There was a couple times I almost turned it down, but <laughs> uh, mainly the last boss fight really put me there. The last couple boss fights were pretty tough, man. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. Uh, it's a it's an interesting story. It suffers from the plight of being the part of the Star Wars canon that 
they chose the timeline that they chose to be in. Uh, so it, they couldn't really rewrite anything. But it'll be interesting to see what they do because there's they got to be a sequel uh, coming forward from this. So I'll be excited to see what they do with this uh, franchise going forward. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Which my number three leads to number two for Cowboy. Yeah, well, I'm just a follower on this one. I'm not much of a leader. Um, <laughs> so I also had Jedi Fallen Order. And there were, I thought it was amazing. I love Star Wars. I'm actually on a huge Star Wars kick. So like I'm reading all the books and um, and playing, as, playing uh, Star Wars games when I can. There were two things that totally fried me. One is you were wearing a poncho for like the first half of the game. And I was like, this seemed like I don't want to wear a poncho. I don't know why. I just don't want to wear a poncho. But, but you the, want to be the good cowboy. But I want to be a good cowboy. <laughs> but not like. But I'm. You know, I'm not outlaw Josie Wales over here. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not good, the bad, and the ugly. Like I want just jeans and a t-shirt. Just give me jeans and a t-shirt. And then, um, the the game had like the same issue that like many game many like action games have and it just fries me because like the first the first part of the game like you're fighting like those little like rodents and like bugs and you're you're a jedi and you're swinging a lightsaber at it but the hit detection on the game is really good but that means that you miss the creatures that are like down below Mm -hmm. but there isn't like an option to like aim at them right so like these like little rodents would like be dodging my lightsaber attacks and like biting me to death and i'm like how can we not get this right i mean yeah even even luke shot his womp rats in his speeder back at home so yeah t16 man Mm, back on beggar's canyon right i think i had this in my game of the year last year when we did this show and uh yeah i, I mean i love the game but i yeah there's a couple of things they could fix up if oh definitely a sequel um yeah the and the other like when i've played like the demon souls and the dark souls games like i like how it's like dodge 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 but then you can just absolutely go ham if you time it right like you can be really aggressive but in jedi fallen order like you couldn't like you like the a stormtrooper with a shock stick could continue to block your attacks no matter how many like you threw at them. Yes, the stamina so, like, was the stamina mechanic was definitely a bit wonky. It took some time to really figure out the right combos and things on every yeah. enemy type. You had to vary it up. You couldn't just mash the one combo button. Yeah. So like like overall, I thought the game was amazing and it was one of the few games like this is how I knew I really liked it was where like I would see an area and be like I can't get there and then the moment I unlocked another ability I was like oh I have to go back (laughs) so like I couldn't finish a planet like straight through like I had to keep going back and like checking it's like so I I got so many like I almost 100%ed it like on my first playthrough did you ever get to a part where you were like looking at a part that you knew you couldn't go to because you didn't have the ability yet but you were just like can I find a way around it Yes. And you just like spent way too long trying to figure out a way to break the game to get to beyond the wall or whatever. Yes. So many deaths falling into chasms because like I was like, nah, I think I can just barely get there. Yeah. It it is a good game and uh I really do hope that they come out with a sequel and they and they can kind of get themselves out of that timeline a little bit to 
have a little bit more creativity a la the mandalorian so exactly yeah if they can just like have their own plot i think everything gets better most definitely all right stevie number two number two uh coming in at number two would be death stranding um it was released at the end of 2019 so i got that going for me with the timeline um i mean it's got an all-star cast norman reedus mads mickelson uh lindsey wagner wagner i don't know how you want to pronounce wagner wagner uh (laughs) i'm aware that it is wagner okay uh but i mean it, it it is such a beautiful game um i stopped playing it uh at one point because i know i have like a there's a part where i have to do all this stuff and i have an hour to do it uh in in game i have an hour to do it and i i I just want to i'm like i'm at a part where it's so beautiful that i don't want to leave so like i'll log in every once in a while just to just to see it and have my wife remind me you need to finish that game before you buy any more as i'm downloading another game and buying it anyway (laughs) Um, but I mean, it's definitely, it's got lasting potential. I mean, from the soundtrack to the scenery to, uh, just the storyline itself is just amazing as well. Uh, can't go wrong with that, but that's one, um, it will probably be my 2021 game of the year on that list as well. Cause I, I'll probably finish it this year. <laughs> All right. Hop. Number two would be. Call of Duty, Black Ops Cold War. Um, I, although I enjoyed Modern Warfare 2019, I did not enjoy the campiness of its standard PvP mode, hence why I played so much Plunder. Um, but with Treyarch back at the helm, uh, Cold War is a lot more my jam. The maps are meant to be run and gun. The 80s aesthetic has me hooked. I love the Black Ops characters. The original Black Ops is my favorite Call of Duty campaign of all time. And the campaign for Cold War was a nice sequel to that original campaign. I thought the campaign was really fun. The PvP is great. The Zombies mode's a lot of fun. I can't believe Treyarch pulled this off in less than a year. Uh, considering the studio switch that happened with... Um, sledgehammer having to rebuild supposedly they're working on the next game now that they've rebuilt their studio but um what treyarch pulled off during during the pandemic and in a shortened time frame is pretty impressive and uh i'm having a ton of fun the game has been patched a lot (laughs) and if you caught fen's psa turn off party chat overlay if you're on a series x that seems to be the only thing that triggers any kind of nonsense other than that it it's really nice looking plays really well fun characters takes place in the 80s has a lot of 80s movie references all over those maps it's pretty great to see some stuff and just crack up going man that's hilarious uh that's my number two game finn for me number two is katana zero um i don't really know when that released but it's a side scroller uh platformer action type game that has some kind of that has like time components and Uh, a lot of various different things to it a lot of dodging and quick uh reaction type stuff so uh one of the things that drew me into it was the kind of like 16-bit style art uh it's not necessarily 16-bit but you get what i mean by that i hope um but it has a really cool story uh takes place in the future this might be a good retro futurist type conversation to have um Anyways, it, it, it's really 
a fun little game um and it came on game pass uh as well as uh the other two games i mentioned jedi fallen order and the surge 2 um so if it wasn't for game pass i would have not probably played this game uh so i'm thankful for that and it ended up being a quite a little gem uh, i know hybrid havoc and i think Bromano as well uh got me onto this game so check it out if you can all right now it's time for us to share what we found in 2020 to be our most favorite all game of this of that of the year so uh we'll just continue with the same order cowboy tell me what or tell everybody what you found to be the best game of 2020 for you number one 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 <laughs> um so this was a game that i saw announced for ps4 and almost bought it but then right when i was gonna go get it I saw that they had announced it for PC and I was just like, I have to play this in all of its glory, like unlocked frames, high res, stuff like that. And so uh, horizon zero dawn was okay. So you're sitting at a table and you're like, I'm going to pitch a game. You're Legolas shooting, hunting robot dinosaurs. Boom. You just won. And it was just, (laughs) And it lived into all of it. Like, it was an amazing story. The game was beautiful. And it ha- it was just an absolute blast to play. Oh, for sure. I think the, the selling point of, like you said, Legolas... I mean, you're a, you're a techno-viking Legolas that's fighting robots. It, it's... You can't beat it. And, they, and somehow they did better than that. And it's... And like this is something like what we get into like you know we i've been playing destiny for like six years now and so you know there's always like oh we need loot oh we need end game oh we need this and it's just like at the end of the day the game has to be fun and holy cow is horizon zero dawn fun like you can you can approach like each encounter like your own way you can just like there's a big open world that you can participate in there's a lot of different weapons there's just so many cool things about it you know you can you can zip line in against a robot t-rex shoot a rocket launcher off of its shoulder and then use that rocket launcher to blow it up <laughs> it's just like it it's it's hard for me to think of a game that like i like i could just like go just jump back into and just have an absolute ball as much as i had fun with horizon zero dawn like i i was put i put in 74 hours in two weeks is your body ready for the sequel (laughs) it's like i mean i've been i i have ps like we have a ps4 we have an xbox at the house but it's kind of like are we going to spend money on a PS five or like an, or a brand new Xbox? And it's like, we've been kind of waffling on it, but it's like, if they don't announce it on PC, like that might be worth getting a PS five for, for our house. That's understandable. Cause it's so, it was, it was an, it's an amazing, amazing game. And it's still, and it's probably one of the best sci-fi stories. Like, um, that, I've like participated in in a game. Awesome. Well, it's definitely a game that I wish I could play. Uh, Me too. 
definitely is. So <laughs> I am envious Damn. of you for that. Uh, Stevie, what what do you got for your number one? Oh, me. Yeah, sorry, you cut out for a second there. Um, so we got uh, we got to talk about uh, Ghost of Tsushima for sure. Uh, it it's from the um, Sucker Punch Punch Studios. Uh, they brought you Sly Cooper and Infamous in years past. Uh, but this game, I, I mean, I have to say, it is the only game that I have almost platinum on. I am one uh one achievement away from platinuming this game, and I have never even wanted to do something like that. Uh, it's uh, it, it, I mean, it, if you took Red Dead Redemption, and Assassin's Creed, and they had a baby, is that's the best way to talk about Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, uh, I mean, you're you're a samurai set during the first Mongol invasion and you your island's being invaded and you're witnessing you see the massacre of all the samurais and it's you versus the Mongol horde and you have to save your island while grappling with your honor and the traditions of the samurai and and you you're you're making choices and you're helping people and you're you're realizing, like, do you have to evolve in what you do because the Mongols are evolving as well, and and the combat—it's—it's it's like a perfect hack and slash with strategy, and like you can go in there and try and hack and slash, but if you're not parrying and dodging, you're not—you're not living. You're, you're not—you're—they're you're, gonna surround you and kill you easily. I mean, it's not—it's not a game where you can just hack and slash your way through there's some parts where you have to be uh like a ninja instead of a samurai you have to you know you have to sneak around these people and instead of fighting you have to pick your battles uh the the scenery and like people are talking about how the ps5 and the xbox series x have the beautiful graphics with the 4k resolution and stuff like that but i i i would probably i i have a 1080p you know, crap TV with a PS4 and the visuals are also amazing. Like my wife walked in on me playing it and she just like stopped at this because of the, the way the leaves were blowing in the wind and everything like that. It was, it, it's amazing. And uh, I feel sorry for the people that don't have playstations that can't play that game. Again, another reason why I had a playstation, those two games <laughs> that you guys just mentioned. Yeah. Same. I'm have I you a little been, envy right now. <laughs> have you played? Yeah. Have you played it on the black and white mode at all? What was that? Have you played? Isn't there like a black and white mode to like? Represent? Oh yeah. There's the um the the old um black and white samurai uh, movies. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. You could play in that mode too, which makes it you you throw it you throw it up on the hardest difficulty and you put it on there and you feel like you're watching a movie. It, it, it's amazing. That's and, awesome. Yeah, they also released a um a co-op online ver- like stuff for it too where you uh play through different um legends like uh Japanese legends and stuff like that. Uh you actually live in those legends of like different demons and stuff like that. Hmm. Well, if uh PlayStation ever gets a quality streaming thing like XCloud or something like that, I maybe uh, tempted to dabble with some of these games in the future. So, uh, thanks, Cowboy. Thanks, Stevie, for for your list. Uh, Hop, what's your number one? 
Dude, number one. This, this is going to be long. Okay, get sit down, grab another drink. This came... It was announced quite a, quite a ways ago. And then, all of a sudden, bam, it dropped in our laps. And I honestly wasn't sure what to think when it dropped until I played it. That's Streets of Rage 4. Um huge fan of the original one and two two is my all-time favorite streets of rage game although four may have eclipsed that now uh before four two was my all-time favorite three was good but they meandered a little bit from the formula and it wasn't quite as well made and this was all back in the 16-bit era the last streets of rage game i think was released on the genesis in 1994 in the united states and then cobwebs there were Rumors of a Saturn Streets of Rage that never came to be. There were prototypes and rumors of a Streets of Rage sequel on the Dreamcast. Rest in peace, Dreamcast. I love you. Um, that never came to be. There were rumors of a Streets of Rage on the original Xbox. That never came to be. And then all of a sudden, about a year, year and a half ago, some art started to surface for a rumored Streets of Rage 4. And at first I wasn't sure because I could tell it wasn't developed by Sega Japan. It was definitely developed by some Western studios. So I was like, mm, I'm going to keep my eye on this. They showed the first trailer. I was like, well, it looks promising, but I'm still not sure about the game. Um, and then the game dropped. And before it dropped, luckily, for me... Uh, John Linderman of Digital Foundry and Digital Foundry Retro did a huge piece on it showing what the game was. And when I saw his video, I was like, whoa, they did it. They took the spirit of the original games and put it on a new engine and made a sequel that does everything better without breaking the formula. There's like this three-tier formula for these classic beat-em-up games. That it has to have fun gameplay. It has to have like a soundtrack you can just get into while you're playing. And it has to have a, a challenge that makes you want to keep playing it. And adding co-op just adds to the whole thing. And it's got all of those pillars. And you play it and it's fun. It's simple to learn, hard to master. Once you beat it on one difficulty, you're like, now oh, I gotta do that again. And like, once you beat it on normal, beating it on hard isn't that bad because you've learned the patterns, you know the how the bosses fight, and you learn more combos with your characters. Oh, and so you have not only do you have Axel back from Streets of Rage one, two, and three. Uh, you got Blaze from Streets of Rage one, two, and three. You've got Cherry, who is Adam's daughter. Cherry, uh, Adam from Streets of Rage one. You unlock Adam from Streets of Rage one, which is awesome because he was my favorite character in that game. And then you also get um, there's a new character. I'm forgetting his name. Uh, big. The big brawler guy there's always got to be one but you also get to unlock all of the old characters in their 16-bit glory which is great because you can also turn the whole game into a 16-bit mode and you can even listen to the original streets of rage 2 music like there's so many and there's tons of easter eggs but overall the gameplay design the graphics it all is a great piece. And then them going above and beyond with all the extra stuff by throwing in the extra characters, the Easter eggs, and all this is just like... I, I mean, if you're a fan of that era of games or you're just looking for something different that's really fun, easy to pick up and play, hard to master, Streets of Rage 4 is the game. Anybody can play it. It plays two players online, and it's flawless. It, um, there's no crossplay, which would be nice, but it's on Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. 
Um, and then locally it supports four players, which is probably crazy because the game <laughs> the game gets pretty crazy. But uh, that is that is my game of the year, and uh, it dropped early in the year. It was around March. It was right right when the uh, lockdown happened. So it was another really fun game to play, and uh, definitely check it out. It's on Game Pass if you're on Xbox, so you can just install it and have a blast. But it's not too expensive on any other platform. It's worth every penny. It was it it exceeded my expectations. It far blew blew away what I thought they were gonna do. And uh it's a nice template for them going forward if they wanted to bring back well something like Golden Axe. I would I would love it if they just used this engine to bring us Golden Axe sequel. So that's uh that's my rant on why Streets Rage Four is my game personal game of the year. Golden Axe is such a wonderful throwback. Right. It's been a long time since I played a Golden Axe, but yeah, Streets of Rage 4 was definitely a ton of fun. However, I still haven't finished it. Um, <laughs> one well, day. This one is day. when I leave the show forever. I will see you later, friend, and uh, <laughs> you have a nice life. <laughs> well, my number one game comes from a, a little studio called Moon Studios, which is a group of people who are from all over the world that work together to build... Uh, one of my what would have been game of the years many years ago um and then they came back and made a sequel to that game and that sequel was ori and the will of the wisp um i will say that when it comes to games that run smooth and flawless and look absolutely beautiful and have amazingly awesome soundtracks the ori games do that they hit the nail on the head every single time with their level design with their the combat the the action um it's a it's a metroidvania style game where you know you progress through the maps and like we talked about with jedi fallen order uh with cowboy and i and hop where you come to areas where you can't progress through those areas until you get a certain skill which you get later on in the game so you can come back and hunt for things later on um and it's very rewarding but the reason why this is my game of the year is because this game hits an emotional chord every time the first game i'm not gonna lie guys i was sitting on my couch tears were flowing out of my face when i beat the first game and then this game same thing happened it there's a connection that i felt with the story and I loved it, and the way that it ends is perfect. Um, I often say this with TV shows and movies and all these things. Endings can be fucking hard. And these people hit the nail on the head when it comes to the ending, and it pays off so well. Uh, the story that they tell is such a great journey. So I know it's on the Switch. I know it's on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's on PC. I hope that if you have any interest in, in checking this game out, uh, definitely take the time to do it. It's a beautiful, amazing game. You could put it on the easiest difficulty and, and uh, really enjoy it and just you know, sit back and, and soak in the story that they tell. It's such a great narrative. Um, but yeah, that's my game of the year. It came out way early in this year, and as soon as I beat it, I knew that nothing would come close to this for the rest of the year. So um, I'm excited to have that. Um, I'm going to kind of 
do a do a sneak attack on you guys here, and uh, I'm gonna say there's one more game of the year type thing that I wanna wanna put in here for me, and that's Game Pass. Um, I really think that Xbox hit the nail on the head with this service. Uh, I think Game Pass really uh, has shown that it can do a lot of things that people weren't doing before. It's the Netflix of video games. Uh, it works on Xbox. It works on PC. Uh, they're adding more stuff to it all the time and uh, obviously taking things out of it. But every single game on my list is on Game Pass or was on Game Pass at one point. And I really think that kind of encompasses where I think video games are going in the future. And I know that Hop is a Game Pass subscriber just like I am. Um, I don't know about you, Cowboy, being on the PC side. And I don't know about Stevie. I, I know you're primarily PS4. But I think Game Pass really is evolving into something that is almost a necessity if you're on Xbox or maybe even PC to a point. So uh, the I think PC it's, Xbox or the PC Game Pass is amazing. Yeah. So even there, like it, it's becoming. I really think that deserves a lot of consideration into the into any kind of conversation when you're discussing something of the year if you will so um that's just a little sneak attack uh on the game of the years uh, i know it's not necessarily a game but it really incorporates incorporates hundreds and hundreds of games uh like i said katana zero was a game i don't think i would have ever played if it wasn't on game pass uh so definitely take a chance uh there's other games i could go on carrion and, and other things i played this year that i thought were fantastic so um I digress, and uh, Cowboy, Stevie, thank you so much for joining us for this first episode of Season 3. No uh, it's It was a blast. I enjoyed going down the rabbit hole of M&Ms uh, <laughs> earlier in the show. Um, I'm it, craving them now, you jackass. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to have an M&M episode, um, I, would, I would not mind if that was like my third and fourth episode. All right, we'll make it happen. You know what? I got go on, on my note. on my death episode. Maybe we'll do uh, a whole M&M one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my final request. There we go. Let's make it happen. Hop. Uh, I'll put I'll put you in with our scheduling department. And make it make it so. Um, Stevie, do you have any last words? Any uh, things you want to plug? Shout out. Um, not really. I mean, um. I'll, I'll do a shameless plug for my wife. Uh, she's a voice actor. She's been doing a audio drama uh, called Tower Four, which has me hooked. Uh, they just dropped another episode today, uh, episode four, I think it is. So uh, if you like podcasts and stuff like that, give it a listen. It's what genre cool. is this? Um, so it it's a like a horror suspense kind of one. Okay. Uh, right now, uh, it's called Tower Four. Right now, it's a about uh fire watchers out in out west uh in a tower and some kooky things are happening so if you like uh, if you like that kind of stuff give it a listen i'm gonna definitely check it out is it on spotify or anything what what platforms is it listed on stevie oh sorry you guys cut out again um so uh, I I usually get it through my Apple Podcast uh, app, uh, but you can okay. probably find it through some other stuff too. Um, if you, it's on uh, Seven Lambs Production is the company that is doing it right now. All right. Well, I'm definitely gonna check that out. I will 
uh, I'm excited to find a new podcast to listen to that's nothing. Oh, yep, there it is, Land Productions. It is on Spotify. So thanks, Stevie, for plugging that. I will look forward to doing that. Cowboy Raptor, anything you'd like to plug or shout out to or whatever? Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, as always, thanks to Tag for being just an awesome group. Um, always having a ball, like even at, at times when uh, I don't get to play, like getting to chat with folks is awesome. Uh, I took a little bit of a break from my own podcast and stream because we had twins uh, that were born in September. Um, so now that they are only waking up twice a night each, um, I might feel energetic enough to be able to get that going. So if it does, you know, feel free to drop by and, um, chat it up and we'll have some fun. Well, I could definitely recommend, uh, good old Stevie Knuckles. If you ever need a host to jump in and have some good conversation with. Absolutely. Well, and, and hop with our plunder slash talking about workouts dude it's been too long we should definitely do that again <laughs> indeed <laughs> all right Optimus. any last words nope uh come check us out at the adultgamer.com if you want to hook up with me there to play some plunder some black ops cold war maybe you like borderlands and you need somebody to do the guardian takedown uh i'm your guy hit me up there if you're interested in a podcast of a different venture of sci-fi retro future check out ruminationsradionetwork.com and my podcast is called The Retro Futurist Culture. Alright, and I'm Fenrir765. You can find me on Xbox and the adultgamer.com Discord. Uh, I would like to just quickly plug uh, two things real fast. Uh, Cobra Kai, uh, fantastic so show. So uh, good. I watched the season three in the matter of days. And oh, I watched I'm it not there day yet. one, January 1st. Me and I my think wife binge watch the whole season three i think it's the best season um it's it's fantastic so uh definitely check out cobra kai if you have a chance it's on netflix and also another tv show that i've been hooked on for many years the final season just dropped i'm halfway through or the last half of the final season just dropped i'm halfway through it and that's vikings from the history channel uh it's it's awesome i'm a huge vikings fan uh love the culture love the uh the mythos and the and the legend so that really kind of uh builds up to that so you know usually i like to plug things that are uh you know random different but give a chance try things out and uh, hopefully enjoy it but you know, it comes to the end of the show, and I thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you for jumping in. Please join us in our Discord. Please participate. Uh, let us know what your games of the year are. Let us know what your favorite M&Ms are. Um, we would love to know. And also, last but not least, if you want to join the show, if you want to participate, feel free to reach out to me or Hop, and we would love to get you on and uh, get to know you and also just talk about video games. So until then... Uh, We will see you for the next 20-some episodes of Season 3. Peace and have a good one.